Hey y'all, it's season three of the Be Your Own Kind podcast and we thank you, humbly thank you for tuning in. Be Your Own Kind's mantra is there is never an inopportune time to be yourself. In other words, be you without apologies. In this season, I will be presenting nuggets and interviewing individuals that are creating their lane and rocking it. Be sure to check out the featured businesses in the description box and follow us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and pretty much every platform. Okay, now let's take flight. Well, hello, Damian. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. What about you? Doing pretty well, pretty well. I'm excited that you are um, on my my podcast. (laughs) Yeah, so nice to talk to you today. Yes, um, I remember um, being on your uh, podcast, Changes Big and Small, and I really enjoyed myself. Yes, me too. (laughs) Yeah, you you kind of... uh, um, I don't know, I kind of feel like you unhashed something that I never paid attention to as far as like um, connecting with people and sort from like my childhood and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I never thought of it like that. You know, when you move around a lot, you don't really know, learn how to connect with people. So I don't know, that's off subject. But I just, I thank you for that episode because that was never brought to my attention until we had that conversation. Yeah, I think that's so interesting how sometimes when you like, the information is in there it's in us but sometimes we don't unpack it unless until we get to have a conversation with someone around it and we're like wait a minute yeah that's kind of interesting seeing all the pieces put together yeah yeah so i was like oh let me work on that <laughs> <laughs> so you um you're not only a podcaster you do um a plethora of things would you like to let the audience know all that you do sure so i have a day job where i do customer support and I'm a team leader there with a small team. And I also have a book club that I do with a bunch of other ladies because with so much going on in 2020 and 2021 and us not being able to get together with that, that having a book club that meets monthly would be a good way to have interesting conversations. And I am always taking classes and curious in lots of things. I'm kind of starting to get into coaching a bit mostly with friends and other people who are interested right now but yeah and I blog so I have a bunch of different blogs about technology and travel and living in the world and books (laughs) yeah I checked out your um your blog and I um came across when you it was in April April 2020 you wrote something every day yeah um and i i remember the blog that was about the like the correct way to utilize a to-do list because you're right you know most of us put six or more items on our to-do list and then we're overwhelmed and none of it gets completed but not only do you have to put the items on the list you might need to schedule when you want to you know get those things done and it's less taxing so that was exactly yeah yeah and i and i still consider my calendar to be my best friend and so we're doing so many things I was just talking to a friend yesterday and she was saying how she knows she knows this person who seems to have a lot of time but never gets things done on time and so I was like yeah there is this myth I guess it's real that if you want something done quickly you give it to a busy person because they're gonna schedule it and they're going to get it done and I feel like that's me a lot of the time where I if I put it in my calendar it gets done and so I use my calendar a lot that way 
Yeah, that, that, that was a good tip. I mean, I put used to put things in my calendar and was like, oh, snooze, kind of like waking up in the morning. But now it's like, okay, you set this time, you have to do it within this time. You know, and some and I read somewhere, I don't know the exact technical name for it, but basically um, there are type of people that just, their mind just wander. So that's another reason why they can't get things done. Like I'll start the task and then I'll start thinking about, man, what I want for dinner tomorrow? <laughs> Not today, tomorrow. What am I going to do on Sunday and it's Monday, you know? So <laughs> that takes a lot of time. Then when I'm, when I snap out of it, two hours is fast. <laughs> well, that's a good point. And actually kind of going down the scheduling calendar rabbit hole, Basically, sometimes I do the same thing where I put something on my calendar and it doesn't get done. And then I have to investigate, oh, why did this not get done? And especially if it's something that's repeating, maybe I need to remove this off my calendar if I'm going to keep snoozing it or not getting it done. Like my calendar is not a place where I put things just in case. It's a place where I put things because I really want to do them at that time. And so if it's a placeholder that's not getting done, then I need to take that thing out because I don't want my calendar to become a snooze space (laughs) right and it defeats the purpose (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly but it's interesting because if some of your listeners have trouble with calendars i was watching this productivity video this morning and i'll share the link with you i don't remember the name of the person who created it but he was going through all of the different productivity tips and one of the ones he shared was the thing that has to get done each day i don't remember what it's called but you just have one thing that if you did that if you accomplished it that day you would consider that you had a successful day so it's just one thing so this is my must do maybe it's called a must do list and everything else is the can do should do will do maybe do everything else but it's just that because sometimes i think people can get a bit overwhelmed with oh my goodness there's so many things on my to-do list well if you break it down and think oh what is the absolute one that i need to get done then you can have a sense of accomplishment which can be very encouraging for the next day it is very encouraging nothing is more liberating than scratching something off. absolutely yes I think probably we may be from the same school where you put something down on the list just so that you can cross it off. Yes, I have the calendar and I have the written planner just so I can have that satisfaction. (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, we take our little wins wherever we can get them. (laughs) And as I mentioned earlier, you have a podcast um, entitled Changes Big and Small. What inspired you to start that podcast? I mostly started the podcast because people kept saying, and in fact, a friend just said this to me last night and she was like, oh, you're so brave. Like people tell me this all the time and I don't think there's anything special or brave about me. I think that all of us has this capability. And so the main reason for starting the podcast was to kind of explore this concept of change because usually the bravery is related to making change or taking chances and I think well I think all of us do that in some areas so let's unpack how do different people explore this area of change and unfamiliar situations to see what we can learn that we can apply in our own lives so that we can actually decide what do we want and go for it and achieve it. I love that because you're right we don't all react to change identically. You know, we, we have our own way. I don't even think we process it the same. I think it's, it's, it's just a personal journey 
it depends on the person because the same thing can happen to 10 different people and most likely they'll all react to it 10 different ways exactly but then all of us are here right and all of us Mm -hmm. are here and we've gone through difficult things we've gone through unexpected things so we've had to have some sort of change management but we don't sometimes we don't realize the patterns and so kind of like what we were just talking about earlier where it's okay let's unpack that and then we can actually kind of build that road and see what the journey was which i i really enjoy that whole experience and talking to people and making that discovery with them getting people to tell their story really yeah because um i I believe i um interviewed someone who had wrote a book about her life and she was hesitant about it at first because she was like who wants to hear my story and then when she released the book so many people were inspired by it like you feel like you know, life just, you know, kicking us around. But then when we share our experiences with other people, it actually inspires people, you know, and let them know that they're not alone, you know, in in what they had to go through, you know, so. And there's also that element of vulnerability, right? Because early in the podcast, I used to spend, I I still spend too much time, but I used to spend so much time editing the podcast and I would remove a lot of my own stories. Like when I was trying to say, because I was like, nobody wants to listen to stuff about me. They're here to listen to my guests. And the feedback I got again and again was, where are you in this interview? Like we're listening to a conversation. We want to hear your perspective too. And I realized that I was kind of thinking wrongly about it, that in conversation there are two sides it's not just one part of the story and that's what i didn't know that i learned through podcasting yeah exactly because you don't want to be a person where me 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 when you're supposed to you know you're trying to get to learn (laughs) someone else but you're right it's transactional you know so (laughs) and then look at oprah like i mean so then she gets a bad rap always connecting everything back to her well well one time this happened to me but so many people love Oprah, so it's a working formula. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think people just want to relate, you know? Yes, exactly. It goes back to that whole, I'm not the only one that go through this type thing, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, I had to learn that as well, which is odd because my platform is Be Your Own Kind, and I think my sister was like, well, how can you talk about individuality when you don't express yours or mm-hmm. anything about you? And I'm like, because it's Be Their Own Kind. Like be your own kind, not my own kind. And then I start, I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll share a little bit. Maybe I'll share a little bit more. Now I find myself just sharing, <laughs> you know? So it does take time because I'm not used to talking about myself either. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also like how vulnerable do you want to be? Because I think I don't, I try not to self-censor in the podcast. So I try to ask questions that the guest may have to think about or that even the guests may say I'm not comfortable talking about that like that's somebody's right to say that right Right. but I don't want to tread the line of being like oh holding myself back from having a real authentic interesting conversation because I think I might offend somebody not really offend but I think I might be getting too personal yeah and so there's that whole element of vulnerability too that if I'm asking you to give so much of yourself and to tell us so much about yourself then maybe it's only fair that I tell you a bit about me as well so yeah I think part of building that trust it's not it's not always necessary in an interview but the kind of podcast I have where it's more conversational then I think yeah it it is important for me to to show that vulnerability too it can't just be one-sided yeah exactly 
and I'm more comfortable with it. I think that's why I was so comfortable with your interview. <laughs> It felt more like a conversation and so welcoming. And um, so we're talking about change. So you mentioned um, on your questionnaire that um, living a life of why not. <laughs> and I feel like that concept has expanded due to the pandemic. You know, people real like kind of getting taken off of their routine. It's just like, man, life is unpredictable. You know, maybe I should start that business. Maybe I should write that book. You know, I feel like we're in the era of why not because of that. Like we were kind of pushed to that, you know? So what, what was your experience? Like what, what transitioned you into that type of thinking? The big thing for me was that I always used to ask why. I still ask it too much sometimes. In fact, I recently learned that why can be seen as being a bit maybe aggressive mm -hmm. and rather than it's kind of closed and I had never thought about that before but I think when I used to ask why all the time I didn't always have answers and so when you're asking why you're like do I make a decision tree do I map it all out like what do I do to answer all of these five questions like why go overseas why move out like all of these big questions of life and I was like well what if I switch it because if I think why not then it's almost like flipping a coin and the idea of flipping a coin really appeals to me because a lot of decisions that we spend so much time making, either one of them will be fine. Hmm. Like, I really believe that. I really believe that a lot of the time when we're thinking about a decision, either one of them will be fine. And so why have so much stress and tension when it could be, why not do that? And often, the why not, I can't come up with many reasons for the why not. So. Hmm. So one way that I kind of connect the why not to flipping a coin is, for example, I had to decide, I wanted to decide, should I stay in Prague? Should I go back to Canada? Should I go to another country? That's a big decision. Like I'm going to uproot everything and move somewhere else. And I was kind of thinking about this for eight months and it, it was really annoying me because I was like, come on, Amy, just choose. But there were all of these reasons why I could stay one place or another place. And then I thought, okay, well, let's make this easy. Like you don't even know if Czech Republic is really an option. So let's apply for permanent residence. Let's see how much Czech you can learn and if you can get permanent residence. If you get it, you'll stay here. Why not try that? And I didn't really have any good reasons not to try it. And so that's what I tried when I got permanent residence. So guess what? Here I am in the Czech Republic still. And like living a good life. And I'm also sure that I could go to Canada and live a good life. But I also feel like this, this, this moment, this where I am, in the center of Europe, and being able to take advantage of, of, of building the life with what I have right here, of being able to take advantage of it, is a great opportunity. So why not? I love that. I love everything about that. Because with why, you can find so many answers. You know, so many reasons. Fear, 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 fear is basically what all the answers are, just you know, in different forms. But why not? It's like, what, like, what's the worst that can happen? Will I be hurt? Will I die? No. If the answer is no to both of those, just kind of like, go for it. I love that. Yeah, exactly. Because I think when you're asking why not, then you're really saying, what are the, what are the values that I really have here? Right. And so if it's a deal breaker, like if why not is because 
there's no one that I care about here and community is really important to me or I feel it is impossible for me to make friends here and community is important to me that alone tells you that this is not the right place for you right so I kind of feel think about it like it's the veto power if you can come up with a really big why not then decision made move on to the next thing right I love that. I love that. Maybe I'll switch that because I'm. I know when, <laughs> when I'm making decisions, I can think of so many whys. Like, oh, but well, why? Like, how is this? Da, 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 but why not? I rarely, if I switched it, I would rarely have answers for that. I can make a whole list of why. Why? Yeah, so you're also like a big change person too like i mean i don't know how much you've shared with your audience about your whole journey too but like your whole family up and went somewhere moved to a different place whereas a lot of people are like well it would be really good if i could move and get a different job and live near my family and stuff and then they just keep doing what they're doing and not actually explore making any, any of those changes that's true. Me and my husband, um, I think it's going on four years now, we just uprooted out of Chicago, which was from everything I knew. You know, my family, um, like my mom's side of the family, we moved like two hours away. Now, two hours don't seem like a long time, but because my mom is there, just sometimes it just seemed like so, you know, so far away, you know, but we uprooted um, and sold everything and started new careers here. And we're, you know, we're doing just fine, you know, and I, and I guess because I moved a lot when I was younger, it was just kind of like, I when I, I purposed in my mind, I wanted to be stable, but moving and starting something new doesn't make you unstable, you know? And I had to learn that. You just build, you just stabilizing yourself somewhere else, but it doesn't mean you're all over the place because you're uprooting yourself and going somewhere else. So um, once once I identified that, it, was, it wasn't hard for us to just uproot and move, if that makes sense. But it's kind of the, the question about what gives you stability, like what's important to you for a sense of stability. And so I talk and I had a blog post about this, about that I often feel a bit like a tortoise where I carry my home on my back because it's my sense of comfort. It's my sense of stability, like the sense of stability is me feeling comfortable where I am. It, it's not really about the place that I live or the house that I'm in but it's more about do I feel like I can make it where I am wherever I am and if I have that sense with me that I can create that that safety whatever safety means to me around myself regardless of the particular environment then that's that's what I call home where I can be myself as opposed to this the specific house or the specific location and for me, my husband was home. Like he was coming with me. It's not like I was doing this alone. You know, we were both giving up everything together. And I feel because we kind of uprooted out of our, I want to, I want to call it safety zone. We were kind of forced to grow up a little bit because we had each other to to lean more on versus leaning and listening to so many opinions or opposing opinions. We were actually able to grow up and grow together. If that makes sense. So he's become my sense of home and I believe I've become his sense of home. Yeah, Yeah, and everybody needs to define that for themselves. I think it's a very interesting question to ask in terms of what's home to you, where is home to you, how do you define home? Yeah. And it looks very different for different people. 
Yeah, it's all an individual journey, you know. Um, what we all have alike is we're on a journey. <laughs> whether we want to or not, whether we, we whether we allow ourselves to choose or just kind of go with the flow, right? It's inevitable that we're on that journey. Exactly, and 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 with that change, you shifted careers as well, correct? I did. So I was a teacher for fourteen years, fifteen years, and. Uh, I at some point I thought, okay, I think this is enough. Like I, I'm not feeling fulfilled in this place anymore. And so, what what differently can I do? And so I planned for it, and I took a sabbatical, and I took some courses. I did not spend all day watching Netflix as much as I sometimes wanted to. <laughs> and then I found some things that just made me some money because even though I'd saved for a sabbatical. It's also really uncomfortable to just see the money in your bank account decreasing and having no plan of when it's going to start increasing again. Right. And so I did take some odd jobs to be able to to increase my income a bit to at least pay my rent. Mm-hmm. And then at some point I was oh, okay, I'm ready to enter the workforce. I I know some things that I'm interested interested in. I and then I and I kept seeing this one advertisement for a job that I thought looked very interesting. But I kept thinking, I don't think I'm, I don't think I am actually qualified for this. Maybe I need to prepare. But I kept going to the site because I was, I thought, okay, this, this is so interesting to me. I could work from home. It's IT. Like I would be working in a space that I'm, I'm familiar with, with blog, a blogging platform. And then it's interesting because there was an Easter egg on the website. And that is the egg said, we see you've been here a few times. It was a little bit creepy, but also a little bit great. Because it said, we see you've been here a few times. It looks like you're thinking about applying. Why not just apply? And I was like, look at that. Why not question just what I needed? And I thought, actually, what do I have to lose, really? I could apply and I could not get that job. I could not apply and not get that job, but only one of those is going to give me the possibility. And so I applied for it and I had a trial. Well, I had interviews, I had a trial and then I got offered the job. And I was like, and I had a plan to prepare for this for six months. I could have been waiting six months, not even choosing myself when it was right there. The opportunity was right there open for me. So wow. that was also uh, a life-changing moment, I think, where sometimes we delay the possibilities for ourselves because we doubt our capabilities because we think we need to do more preparation. Right. And so often you're, you're, you're ready, actually. You just need to start taking action rather than spending more time preparing. Right, and that goes back to the why now. What's the worst that can happen? I get the job or or I don't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, of course, something there are there are some connected things. Like for some people, it's ego, where if you, it can be very destabilizing to apply for a job and not get it. But the way I looked at it was, you know what? There is a job out there for me, right. and I need to start trying to figure out what that is. And the only way to do that is to go out and make myself available to different positions. So I was happy that I did that. Yeah, it's exciting. I love that. I love that. You know, and and you mentioned, you know, sometimes when you when your plans don't pan out and you don't get that job, I, 
you you said something so important the job for me so if you didn't get that job it just wasn't aligned you know just wasn't in alignment with with what was what needed to happen in your life you know so um i always take that as okay not now like i've learned to take no's as not now you know because i was one of those people if you reject me it's like oh i'm just depressed and eating donuts for a week but no like <laughs> you know there so many so many no's have kind of threw me up professionally like okay what could i have done better in the interview because i was not always the best interviewer you know and it's just like okay you're nervous you're this you're that and i used to do so many practice interviews so now i'm guessing i'm really good at interviews and i feel like it's not a failure it's just um a room to grow a room to learn you know what i'm saying and you like were prepping for something for six months had you applied before that preparation period you may have not got it because it wasn't time yet because sometimes no doesn't mean no right now just mean delay just not right now you know what i'm saying yeah and actually there in my job there are many people who tried and they didn't get it the first time and they went and did some more prep work and they applied again and so there are people lots of people on my that I've met in the company that have applied multiple times before they actually got the position and there is no shame in that especially if it's something you really want and you keep going for it then that shows a a certain level of resilience and capability which is a very important life skill as well yeah exactly exactly so you're a traveler I am a traveler and that means that yeah, maybe like 52 or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> that is I mean, amazing. not quite as... Who's the lady who's traveled to every country in the world? There's a black lady who's traveled every country in the world. I was, I was, um, I went to her website the other day, but her name evades me right now. But so, yeah, not at that level, but... You at a there. level, though. 52 countries. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny because, okay, so every birthday I have decided that every birthday I get, I will add a new country to my list. And so last, well, last time I could travel, not last year because I was COVID, but last time I could travel, I went to Switzerland for the first time. And this year, I actually am not going to a new country, but that's because I know I have a trip planned the following month that is going to be a new country. But I am going somewhere that I've always wanted to go. So I'm going to Sardinia um, in Italy. And uh, I have all, and I live in Czech Republic, but I love seafood. Czech Republic is a landlocked country, so the seafood is well you can get like maybe two different types of fish for the most part here Mm -hmm. so i am just looking forward to going for four days to sardinia and just enjoying the seafood that is my goal my goal so even if it's not a new country it's definitely a new city and a new experience and it doesn't matter i have decided that it's a direct flight and that was what i was looking for (laughs) at the moment Perfection, perfection. So it looks like, you know, um, I'm pretty sure you might have had some things planned last year, but uh, did, did it affect you as much because you couldn't travel last year? Yeah, it was It was a little bit tough last year, just not being able to travel. Well, the hardest thing was actually I had planned a trip with a friend. I have a really good friend who actually was a teacher at my high school, and she never taught me, but she was the only other 
black person in the school for several years and she was also from the caribbean where i'm originally from and so we kind of bonded and we've remained like she retired early i moved overseas but we've remained connected through all the years and i've invited her to visit me everywhere where i've lived and it's never really been a reality until Prague where she said oh I would love to go on a river cruise and come and visit you in Prague and I was like okay I've never been on a cruise I heard that river cruises aren't turbulent and so I'm not gonna get seasick so sure I'll go on a river cruise with you so we planned it all out and we planned it for November 2020 and so you all know what happened in 2020 Needless to, in fact, I just got an email last week reminding me that I have a $200 voucher from the company and that they're open again. So I should consider going on the river cruise with them. I'll consider it someday. A cruise was never really in my plans. So it'll really have to be with somebody who's really into, into the cruise for me to do it. But yeah, it was a little bit tough, but I did get to travel a bit in the Czech Republic. So there were some months when the country opened up and allowed the travel so i took a trip mushrooming with a friend which was a novelty like i'd never gone mushrooming before i learned to identify some mushrooms we got to cook some mushrooms we picked ourselves so that was nice i went on some hiking trips we went on some on a spa trip in town that was actually hilarious because we went to this small town in the czech republic i don't remember what it's called but so my friend and I took the train and we went there we had to transfer and when we got there we thought oh we're gonna get a taxi however this was countryside this was basically a train this train station was like like a stop there was no really train station like just calling it a train station is generous so we got out and we're looking around and there is one man and one car and there is no indication that this is a place where a taxi ever comes. <laughs> so my friend speaks Czech and so she speaks to the man in Czech and he explains that no, there are no taxis in town and he would really love to give us a ride except his car is full of books. He was the one of a conductor from a train or something and so he wasn't sure what we should do but maybe we should try calling the place that we were going to stay so we had no choice we called the place and they were very happy to arrange transportation to us for us but guess what who was the transportation the gardener came to pick us up with the car belonging to the receptionist at the hotel So we had some people to thank for their help on that day. But, yeah. And then the best part is it was a half-board restaurant. So it was breakfast and dinner. And the dinner was from 5 to 7 p.m. And then at 8 p.m. it was lights out. Because mm. everybody there except us were like at least 70 years old. Oh, <laughs> so we went to yeah this small anyway it was beautiful we we went on lovely hikes and we had massages like it was a whole 
treatment plan vacation package and it was really affordable because apparently it's it's tailored towards older people retired people <laughs> so it was relaxing it was very relaxing there wasn't anything to do in the evening <laughs> Oh yeah. man, that's I'm just picturing everything you said. <laughs> like, oh, good night now. Wait, it's eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because one of the features of our package was to go on a tour, a hiking tour of the area, and so we 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 got there like five minutes late. It was my friend's fault, but and so the lady said, "Oh, they've already left without you. We didn't know you were coming." And so she said, "Well." You should go. They're 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 pretty old. You you will have no trouble catching up with them. <laughs> Funny enough, we did not see them. They must have taken a different route. But about thirty minutes later, we met them at one of the spots along at one of the lookout stations. And it's true that they were much older people than we are. And also the exercises they were doing were like tai chi or something like something really really slow and really really like lots of people had walking sticks and that kind of thing so we were like yeah we see what she meant now and when we got back she said did you find them and we were like no we didn't see them until later and she was like how is it possible you are young how is it possible that you did not find them when you went up <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, oh, so I think we it. entertained them and they entertained us. So it was fun. <laughs> that sounds awesome. That My sounds... friend says we should go back there someday. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> we just want life to slow down a little bit. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I'll go ahead. No, I was just going to say. But yeah, there are lots of, I think one thing that COVID maybe provided for people was an opportunity to travel closer to home and appreciate what's nearby for people who were able to access some things that were nearby. And that makes sense because I saw a survey where most people um, in the United States haven't even visited the 50 states, but we're so quick Mm -hmm. to go to another country. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, that's interesting. We don't even know what's in our own backyard. Yeah. And a friend of mine just moved to northern Canada and I really want to visit her. She moved to the Northwest Territories and my family's from Ontario, so I've never been mm. that far north. And but I think but I keep putting it off for two reasons. One, it's really expensive to fly within Canada. And two, I just think, oh, someday I'll live in Canada again and I'm gonna have all the opportunities. But who really knows what's gonna happen? Right. So were you born in Canada? Is that your um home country? I was born in St. Lucia. Oh, okay. In the Caribbean, yeah, and then I moved when I was twelve to to Canada. Okay. Because my dad was living in Canada, and my mom was my mom lives in Saint Lucia, so yeah. Oh, Saint Lucia, that sounds beautiful. I know people that have traveled there. Yes, it's very popular for destination weddings and honeymoons and that kind of thing. So you grew up in paradise. That's what people keep saying, and yes, but <laughs> it's so funny because you just take sometimes you take wherever you grow up for granted but now when I go back I try to appreciate it more and just be like wow look how beautiful this water is I don't like driving the Happen Bends but they provide beautiful views of the sea sometimes (laughs) (laughs) so out of all the countries you visited like what were what was the most inspirational like life-changing trip 
I have to say India. And the main reason for that is because I moved to India when I was 23, maybe. That was my first job as a teacher. And I had never lived away from home. I had never traveled on my own, none of that. And there I was off to India with my two suitcases. And the school I worked with there took really good care of the teachers in terms of their rich housing for you and all of that stuff. So it was maybe an easy introduction to life overseas, but so much opened up for me even mentally too. Like for the first time in my life, I could sleep in and my family wouldn't wake me up. Uh, growing up with Caribbean parents, you did not get to sleep in on the weekend. <laughs> and I could order food really cheaply and not always have to cook. And I could travel to so many different places within one country and experience so many different cultures. And I could make friends and I could be responsible for my, like it was, and I was, I already was pretty, I guess, strong-minded. Like I was already pretty independent, even though I didn't live on my own, own before. But it was just, I was like, wow, this is incredible. And yes, I want more of this. Nice, nice. <laughs> So yeah, I think that just, that that was really the one that made me imagine a life I never even knew was possible. Wow. And it's more than, like, life is beyond, you you know, where you grew up pretty much. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you could describe yourself in one word, this is our stifle question, what would it be? I would use the word curious. I think that this is one of my enduring traits. I have a friend who doesn't like to go to the movies with me and another friend, because afterwards we ask each other so many questions to try to dissect the movie. <laughs> and she's just like, listen to the two of them. I'm like, like you don't, do you not have questions about the movie, about the plot? But yes. <laughs> so that, that kind of, that's your discoverer. That makes sense. Mm, yes. It's interesting because one of my favorite podcasters is actually Jonathan Fields. Uh-huh. And he has a book called The Good Life. The Good Life Project, The Good Life Show, something like that. And he has a quiz called the Sparky Types Quiz, where you learn your main trait and your helper trait. And I think mine is the explorer and the sage is the helper mm-hmm. so the explorer likes to find things out and the sage likes to share that information with other people and i'm like look at that <laughs> <laughs> it seems i found the right fields and interest for these two things yeah and you're not a hoarder of information because you're always like i said i've checked out your blog you're always spreading information you know actually sometimes i think my friends would like me to share less if anything <laughs> <laughs> like my my tagline is like one time on a podcast I heard <laughs> you just mentioned something about coffee did you know <laughs> <laughs> and by the way I learned about it on a podcast <laughs> well I feel like that's what keeps us youthful youthful I can't get it out youthful you know, learning new things and keeping up with, you know, the trends. And sometimes 
veering off from the trans because I feel like sometimes the trans just distract us from some really cool things, mm. you know. So um, I found I found myself kind of reading off like magazines that I never would have read before or literature I you know would never pay attention to because it expands my thinking. And um, this is a, a superficial way as to why I started it, but I started playing Jeopardy, <laughs> and I didn't know any of them. Ah, <laughs> that is a humbling experience. <laughs> like, okay, I, I I need to read and learn a little bit much because Jeopardy was uh, killing my ego. <laughs> it's like when you go to trivia night, my last. My school used to have trivia night and it was terrible because I know a lot of useless information, but apparently not the trivia helpful useless information. Oh, no, no. Like if, if it's Frasier or um, The Office, yeah, I'm down for those shows, but Jeopardy wasn't asking any of those questions. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like you would shine in the game of Jeopardy. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, but like, for example, when I watch Jeopardy, then there's always the sports and I'm like, I don't know. And then there's always the pop culture section that I'm just like, I even listen to podcasts about pop culture. And then I have to ask my sisters to help me decode what they're talking about. (laughs) I may do okay with the pop culture because I try to keep up with that stuff. But uh, Mm. sports, no. I don't know what season, I guess it's football season right now, but I only know that because Hulu was like, it's football season, you want to watch football? But <laughs> beyond that, I, I don't know. I don't know sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I only know different seasons because of my nephews, because they love playing different things, and so they're always playing something or another. So yeah, my dad was telling me he went to a football game for one of my nephews last weekend, so it must be football season, but that's about all I know. <laughs> right, you know, social cues help me, you know, but for the Olympics, I did like the synchronized swimming. Mm. That was my favorite one, not the run track and all of that. I just, I'm like, how many hours, <laughs> this is what I wonder. <laughs> did it take them to be so in sync like mm. like it's one person I'm it like, is beautiful isn't it it's gorgeous but how many hours <laughs> <laughs> did they practice this like precision at its finest okay i'll tell you a secret not about synchronized swimming but one day of my life i want it to be a musical and I want to just be walking through life and for people to like burst into synchronized dance. And <laughs> Who have a theme song in my head? Like, stand alive by the Bee Gees when I'm in a really good mood and walking down the street. <laughs> oh, my name's Jill Scott. Living my life like it's golden. Living yes, my life like it's one. golden. <laughs> just wake up my strut. <laughs> I love that. Take it back, love freedom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that would be nice. I, I like the musical. I like musicals, period. Like, what's your favorite musical? Ooh, that's a hard one. I haven't seen a lot of musicals, but I always say that my favorite one is the first show that I saw on Broadway. Hmm. And it's not incredible. And it was Cinderella, but I still talk about it. I, I took my niece to see Cinderella and it was just so magical. Like when she turns into a princess, like when the dress magic happens, uh-huh. I'm like, I can't figure it out. How did the beautiful dress happen? I don't know. <laughs> and 
I just kept talking about it to my sister and my niece and neither of them were as taken as me but I was just blown away by the magic I've also seen Hamilton which everybody talks about but I still have to say that ball like changing the dress from rags to the princess dress that is my favorite musical moment yeah it's magical because it's not on screen it's like happening right before you uh, yes the first, i couldn't the first, figure it out yeah that's how it was with beauty and the beast uh that was my first broadway play and the the little um have you seen beauty and the beast mm-hmm. so you know the rose you know that's counting his life pretty much it's just mm-hmm. floating and i'm like how did that even happen and then at the end when he transitioned from the beast back to the prince you know it's all this stuff well, i'm like <sighs> and i was a kid i'm like this is amazing <laughs> and it's so nice because i mean like one thing that i i want to be better about as an adult is savoring the magic enjoying the magic recognizing the magic and i don't think i do that enough but i think musicals do that for me yeah, even just watching Hamilton, like I, I don't really know any. Like I'm not American, I don't care about any of that stuff. But what I loved about Hamilton was, I was saying to my friend, I don't even know, I can't tell who these people are. Like everybody just looks brown in the cast. I don't really know what's happened. Like I, I'm so, like everybody just looks like they could be one big family. I'm so overcome. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't seen Hamilton. I've heard awesome things about it, but I still have not seen it. Hmm. A friend and I went in uh, in London, and it actually was much cheaper than what a lot of my friends paid in New York and stuff. But we happened to be meeting in London, and the tickets came out, and we happened to find a good price. And we're like, okay, we're going to Hamilton. Nice. That's the only way I would have made it because you're right. The tickets are very expensive over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was- when my friend told me how much she paid, I was like, have fun. Have that much fun. <laughs> I think Wicked was my favorite one, though. Have you seen Wicked? I haven't seen Wicked in person. Yeah, that was amazing. I wish the one I. Go Sorry, ahead. go ahead. I said I wish I would have saw Rent in Prague. Mm. Yeah, I saw the. Movie. I saw Rent, but like just a local production in Prague, and they always add little funny things to the show studio. they always make it a bit darker than it's supposed to be oh. so it's already dark <laughs> every show i've watched there at some point i don't know some sort of creature with a tail happens to show up and i'm just like is this supposed to be here i don't understand <laughs> yep nice nice well um i mean it would be nice the way technology is going we might actually get that musical moment on the street you never Mm. know i know i've told all my sisters so somebody could make this happen for me (laughs) (laughs) that could be a birthday present i've been sitting this idea (laughs) (laughs) you just wake up on your birthday and everyone just like oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) think all day Yeah. So, are there any um up um upcoming things that you're doing? Well, I've been taking a break from the podcast. Okay. So, I am about to start season three next month, and actually, the focus of that season is on relationships. So, anybody, if anybody who's listening is an expert on relationships or want to discuss relationships, reach out to me. Contact at changesbigandsmall.com. And I actually just decided today that I'm going to start a new a new podcast 
bad books because I got a reader from one of my blogs get in touch with me about an alternate ending to one of the books that I blogged about and I'm like I love that let's talk about it so right. let's do that love it. you have a name for it I don't know yet I'm also taking recommendations but <laughs> <laughs> so first my first brainstorm was reading black and brown but then I was like okay that's kind of excluding all the shades but I wanted to be people of color and, mm-hmm. and then my for my cousin suggested reading us and I like that but it's a premium domain so somebody wants to sell it for a lot of money so I still need to brainstorm so I'm just gonna let it sit for a little while and see what else comes it'll flow to you yeah it's gonna be a couple of weeks before I have that first interview anyway, so I have a little bit of time, no urgency yet. Okay, cool. And where? Wh- Maybe I'll just call it Damian Reads. What's wrong with that? Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I actually like that one. Mm. You like it? Yeah. see. <laughs> <laughs> and you no, that could work. So <laughs> <laughs> let it sit for a while. Okay, let it marinate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I know you just said your website but where else can we find you actually I just changed it because I was having a hard time finding the same username everywhere and so I just changed all of my usernames this morning to Miss Damian M-S-D-A-M-I-A-N-N-E so Miss Damian from my teaching days when my kids would my, my students would call me Miss Damian, so that's who I am now. And you can go to thepresident.net, which is my main website that has links to everything else. So it'll have links to the podcast, Changes Big and Small. It will have links to my other book, pod, uh, my other book, what is it? My book blog, spoiltheending.com. You'll have link to Journey with Technology, which is more for teachers about using technology in their classes. And then there's also Presidential Tech, which is more about technology for everyday people. Yeah, and you, you'll see everything that everywhere I am on social media and everywhere else. And so say hi. And it is a treat. And it's a plethora of information. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I, I, I was doing some reels on Instagram with Changes Big and Small for a while and then I got a little bit tired. But today I was feeling a bit inspired. But I was out and I thought, mm, I don't know if I really want to do it right here, right now, wearing my mask. But then I got home and I didn't feel like it anymore. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow there'll be a new reel. <laughs> and then I, I even have an idea about it. Yes. Yeah, stay tuned. Come check me. Check changes big and small tomorrow on Instagram to see what my new reel is about. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 Damian, it, as always, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Um, I thank you for having me, you know, on the guest in your podcast. And I thank you for being a guest on mine. Um, it's, it's truly an honor. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed our conversation. You made me laugh and it's after 9 p.m. Uh, in the evening here, which sometimes it's harder to get me laughing. So, well done, <laughs> you, and thank you. <laughs> and listeners, I hope 
that um, you've learned something, you've been inspired, if just to travel, you know, and to think, change your perspective from why to why not, because that, that's that's such a empowering flip of perspective. And, and so next time, everyone, don't forget to be your own kind and to be kind to each other. Bye.